Welcome to TechTastic, the podcast that explores the cutting-edge world of technology and its impact on society. New breakthroughs and developments are revolutionizing the world around us, presenting exciting opportunities as well as complex challenges. We'll explore the big ideas and key players driving these transformations as we seek to understand the implications of these advancements for our lives, our communities, and our planet. Join us on this journey of discovery and exploration as we navigate the fascinating and ever-evolving world of technology. This is TechTastic. Welcome to It's TechTastic. It is so lovely to have you here. It's a pleasure to be here, Christian. Recently, we had a, a conversation with how AI impacts cybersecurity and the hybrid workforce. My company is entirely remote. We are an AI company. So we deal with this problem today. We don't have a hybrid workforce because why Why have an office? Right, right. But it's an absolute issue, right? It makes things difficult. Um, I don't think it's an issue. I think it's the way we're going and we just need to figure out how to adapt to that. But there are significant changes in mindset that have to happen to allow for us to live in a safe environment, data-wise and computer-wise, if we're going to shift to that model. So you, you're currently writing a paper on the exact subject of cybersecurity in the age of a hybrid workforce? I'm actually writing how AI is affecting cybersecurity and what businesses, you know, businesses that are hybrid, businesses that are work from home, businesses that are back in the office, businesses that have compliances, businesses that don't, how they need to deal with it. Because all in all, we don't have enough information. We really are short on information on what exactly happens. And it's not just AI, right? It's not just... Everyone thinks AI and ChatGPT. We're talking about all the different tools that we're now utilizing for personal and for work. And how do we utilize them? How do we actually make sure that we're safe? Do we know what we're using? Do we know, are they retaining our data remotely? Do we know if they actually have retention policies? Do we know what they're utilizing our data for? Do we know if the data is encrypted at rest in transit? And if it is, who's got the encryption keys? right? Is there multi-factor authentication? Are they utilizing data for training or for other purposes? We don't have these answers for everything. And there's so many new platforms, so many new things that keep coming into play. It's hard to provide a cheat sheet, for lack of a better word. So what we need to do is, you know, not give them the fish, but train them how to fish. What are the right questions to ask? What are the right places to look at? What do we need to know before we start putting our clients' information into AI. <laughs> Which people are already starting to do profusely. I know. <laughs> I give a presentation on, uh, because our company is kind of related to this. Uh, we, we handle the dependency management of very large enterprise application stacks. And there's a lot of security vulnerabilities that come up. Yeah. And like the Equifax data breach is a prime example of a place, right? Exactly. They didn't manage it. So we built an AI tool that actually does. Great. Okay. That's wonderful, right? Yeah. However, it doesn't solve the problem of the generative tools that are sitting on top of that where people are generating software for themselves. Exactly. And, and, and the layers and the layers and the layers that come with it, right? You know, some people are going to say, oh, well, you know, Sagel is analysis by paralysis. Listen, I have an IT company, right? We're a managed service provider. We are also one of the top cybersecurity companies in the nation. And we don't have all the answers. We can't give you all the answers, but what we can do is help you figure out what you need to know, what you don't know that you don't know. And that's really where we need to go, right? And it's not analysis by paralysis because there's so much coming out. It's like when iPhones came out and like we have all this information on the phone and we didn't know like, what can we do with all this? Oh my God, we can do so much. Let's do it all. 
And people are like, oh my gosh, now my phone is locked. Now my phone is this, now I lost my phone. All my passwords were written on notepad, right? So all of these things happen and we have to make sure that we are reviewing what we're doing, not just for our client's sake, but to keep our own data secure and our reputation clean. Yeah, because the damage, it doesn't go away. Like Equifax no, no, and Data no. Reacher, you know, they no. were destroyed. And, and you know, some people say, well, I still use Equifax. Well, great, that's good, that's your choice. But many people that are, how do I put this, doing a little more knowledge digging are probably utilizing other tools, right? Yeah. There's almost no single company that can live without their data. As far as I know, there is nobody. Not even a dry cleaning company. They need all their data, all their files. There's no company that can say, take my computers. I'm good to go. I don't need any data. I can run this, right? So if we're going to look at that and we're going to think it's valuable, then we need to put money time, training, and expertise behind it. Now the question then becomes, with the rise of automation that comes with AI and all these tools that are being generated, right? The speed at which new and risky behavior gets added becomes almost impossible to manage manually. Yes. So how do we approach that problem? How do we give ourselves the time or at least the space to have some rigorous conversations about it and policies in place? And I think you just said the key word. Just because it's the new shiny object doesn't mean it's the best and we need to get onto it. I mean, look, I'll go back to the age old stuff, right? When a, when a new update comes out that isn't critical, do we all jump on it right away? Everyone <laughs> gives it a little time. Let's see who else is going to have the issues. And we need to do the same. I know that this is a whole brand new thing and it's so cool and so awesome. But think about what it means to your company. What policies do you need? What procedures do you need to write, right? What training needs to happen so that we're utilizing it correctly? You don't just hire a bunch of people that know nothing about, let's just even say, you know, Microsoft, right? Word, Excel, PowerPoint, throw them on a computer and say, go. You don't, we train that. We show them what to do. We show them what not to do. We show them that they need passwords. We show them where to save their documents. We gotta do the same. Absolutely agree. One of the things that I preach a lot, especially to entrepreneurs, is don't just grab a piece of technology and ask the question, what can I do with this? Find a problem and then figure out how you're going to solve it and then apply the technology. Exactly. Exactly. Right. That's the opposite of what a lot of these companies are doing today, though. They're giving everybody tools and saying, figure it out for yourself. We need to be AI, yeah. right? I think part of that's because they don't know how to figure it out. It's so much stuff coming at them. And what I'm saying is just take a second, take a breath, and say, what in my ecosystem do I have my operations, my sales, my this, what is it? And where can I utilize more automation? Where can I utilize the AI capabilities and expertise? And then go out and say, I'm looking for a tool that does this. And then by the way, try out three or four tools, do your digging, figure out what works and then do it. You know, now the comments, well, Sage, well, I don't have that kind of time. Well, if the company is not that important, if the problem is not that important, you should start with it anyway. The hybrid work thing mixing with this now too, like as we pull in the hybrid work, we've got yeah. people that are gonna be working from home. This is a fun thing that I noticed. Big companies I've worked at had almost no real infrastructure in place for the person working remote. They didn't set up VPNs. They, you know, Maybe they eventually did, but it was because something occurred. Yeah. And as these tools have come out, people are just doing it. They have no idea that it's being done on their time, on their network, potentially, like, because now I'm on the VPN, but I'm using this tool locally. They have no idea that I'm doing it because they don't have any way of really knowing or stopping it. And so they try to come up with policies. And here's the fun one for me. Anytime I've talked to a CIO and said, hey, 
do you have any place where you have a policy and no enforcement mechanism? They say, well, no. Tell me about AI then. What's your right. policy and what's your enforcement mechanism? And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and not only that, I'm I'm going to call bullshit because I don't think that they can enforce a lot of the policies that they have in place. I think most companies sit there and they write all these documents up, these pretty documents on these pretty papers, and there's really no one to enforce it. Listen, AI is just a new toy. It is the same new toy. If you go all the way back and AOL came out and we like, you know, as we're like logging in and then the chats came out and then the, you know, everything is a new toy and we've gotten through it. AI is a new toy. That's all it is. And what we need to make sure we do is have our fundamentals and basics in place first. Christian, none of this changes the fact that people like companies need IT managed. It can't be, you know, my uh, top engineers, like daughter's boyfriend is managing our IT. That doesn't work. Right. It, it, it's, you laugh. I'm not even kidding. It's so true, though. I mean, I, I just but think through my own experience, right? When I was a kid, I was the one in the family that knew how to use a computer. So I right. became everybody's IT guy. Right, right, yeah. right, right. You know, most of my uh, prospects are like, well, we, you know, we, I'm like, well, what are you currently doing? We need our basics. We, we need your MFA. God, do you know how many companies I know that don't have MFA? I can't even tell you how many. I can't tell you how many companies don't realize that some of the security aspects of O365 are really just a temporary smaller basis. You actually need additional security aspects on top of that. They're like, well, we, we have it clicked on O365. Do you know what that means? And by the way, as a CEO or something, you don't need to know what that means. But if you don't know what that means, you better have somebody on staff or somebody that you've outsourced it to that does know what it means. Because the basics are missing, which is why the shiny toy is going to cause more problems. And this, this right here takes you back to why we need to go back to basics and fundamentals. Yes. AI is another toy, but we need to have our fundamentals. Everyone wants to know, and you started off this show saying, Sajal, well, we're really focusing on AI security. And I'm thinking, yeah, but AI security includes all the layers of regular security. You can't even do AI until you have the regular stuff. Yeah, what's the weakest spot of any IT security? Human, human. Yeah, right. Human. And does that change human. with AI? No, human, human, still human. That. Yeah. Always human. Yeah. Always. I actually, it's funny. I do cybersecurity presentations and I do cybersecurity trainings across the nation. And, and one of my slides says it takes just one. There'll always be one person that clicks on one. It just takes one. And that's all they're betting on is that that one person doesn't know. And what scares me more now and, and what I try to explain to our prospects and our clients is you don't know what you don't know. And that's okay. Right. But then we have to put in solutions so we can figure out what we don't know that we don't know. Because these breachers, these bad actors are far smarter and far less caring about the risk that they're taking. They yeah. just don't care because they, they'll hit somebody. They'll send out a million. They don't care if they're ruining your life, you're, you're this, you're, they don't care. Well, because they're in it for some purpose that's counter to that. It could be social, but it's often financial. Financial, yeah. And the thing that scares me about that human, like it's always human, human, human. The part that scares me most about that with the rise of a lot of these tools is the ability to like the social engineering just got a lot easier. With the deep fakes, the video. Yeah. A thousand percent. I mean, we we work with a lot of title companies and stuff and we tell them it's just not okay anymore to just call and say, hey, listen, Christian, did you? No, there've got to be multiple methods. There has to be multiple methods of verification. Does it take longer? Yes. Is it just damn annoying? Yes. Do you want to not lose money? 
Do you want to keep your reputation? Up to you. You figure out the balance on that. And it's so surprising because what it what it almost forces, and to your point, going back to basics, it almost forces an in-person confirmation because you can fake everything else. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And by the way, I mean, I know this is scary as, as people are listening to this, but there are companies that are coming up with solutions for this. But you know what doesn't work? You can have all the solutions in the world. You know what doesn't work? When you're not monitoring or executing on those damn solutions, right? I have companies that come up there, oh, well, we bought that, that, and that. I'm like, that is awesome. That is great. So who's monitoring? Monitoring what? We, are, we, we put them on computers. Okay. Okay. And then how's that going to stop anything? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Right? And this is, um, we're at a point where IT is no longer a luxury. It's a necessity. And unfortunately, people's mindsets haven't hit that. And IT is not cheap. It is going to be your second largest expense after people. Human is one, labor is one, and then you're going to have IT. Between the infrastructure, the cybersecurity, the solutions, the compliance, the monitor, et cetera, it's going to be your second expense. And people are not there yet. And when they get there, it's too late. They've already had a brief. They've had something happen and you're already down. And I, I don't know, you know, and if you have the answer to this question, I would love this, how to get it into people's heads that this is no longer a luxury, that we are not there anymore. Yeah, the way that I always try to put the fear of Amazon into most companies, because if you look at what Amazon has repeatedly done is they've built a platform that allows them to go into markets, throw a, almost unlimited resources at it, fail a bunch of times, and then absorb that market. Right. And if you walk in and say like, look, this is what happens when you have this IT focused mindset to take on an industry and Amazon's coming for you. They just haven't done it yet. Right. Now you can be the Amazon of your industry. You can do it, but it means shifting your view to being a platform first technology company that happens to solve this problem or happens to work in this space. If you do that, you have a chance to win big. If you don't do it, all that's going to happen is you're going to lose. So you got to make that shift. Then you continue on with that and say, here's what that looks like for you. This is how we would get you there. Right. You know what, though? I've been in places where people have had breaches and they're just like, we just cannot figure out the budget for this. You know, a lot of companies are going through a lot work. Employee costs are going up. Health insurance costs are going up. Like we just talked about, the supply chain across the board is going up. Everything is going up, right? The only thing going down possibly is the amount of clients coming in because we also have private equities eating up stuff. Yeah. So if we're like really focusing on SMBs and stuff like that, it is crazy. It is a completely inverse. It is just, it's a mess, right? That said, you have to find the money for IT. Just like you know you're going to have employees and you know you need to provide them with medical, you got to provide them with the right tools and solution sets. Otherwise, you're setting them up for failure. That's a great place to end it on because we've got only a couple minutes left. And I want to make sure that the call to action is covered in it. So if people wanted to know more, where would they go find out more information so that they can empower themselves and their teams? Yeah, I'm always happy to do a cyber assessment or risk assessment. You can call us. It's TechWorks, T-E-C-H-W-E-R-X-E, techworks.com. My email's on there. It's slacani at TechWorks. And, uh, you know, always around to help and figure out the next steps. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. It was absolutely my pleasure, Christian. Thank you. And that's a wrap for this episode of TechTastic. I want to thank you personally for joining us and we'll see you next time. Until then, keep exploring and stay curious.